Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And welcome to hour number two. We've got fishing reports coming up from Captain Mike Gallo. We'll also get a paddler's report from Brendan Bayard. And we'll be joined by Ryan Lambert and Mitch Jurisich and get some reports there. Also, we've got a bad boy story and a bad girl to tell you about in a hunter harassment case. But right now we're back with uh, Captain Darrell Carpenter. We're talking about this Supreme Court case in Louisiana. Uh, Rodney Wagley, who went as far as he needed to fighting a Terrebonne Parish trespassing citation on the water uh the da in terrebonne parish lost the appeal but rodney uh, was lucky enough to have some support from organizations and the public to uh, defend himself and actually ended up not taking the case so that is good news uh it has led to the development of a house bill number four by representative bacala i believe is the way it's pronounced and what this has done, it's very simple, but I think in its simplicity is going to be the problem. It says that it provides for the crime of criminal trespass does not apply to any person operating a watercraft on running waters of the state. Uh, probably the other 49 states all have a law already on the books. If it's navigable and you can get there in a boat, it's public. In Louisiana, it's different. It goes back to a lot of Napoleonic law, and people are protected on their ownership and their property, and they feel, a lot of them, they have the right to keep people out on open water, even though uh, there's ingress and ingress from the tides. Uh, Daryl, some of the areas, point out some of the areas where, where this is affected, where people have been run out or kept out, or really an innocent person that's new to the area, how would they even know if, if it's trespassing, legally or not legally, illegally, either way? Well, that's a big that's a big rub in this, Don. Is several years ago, and connected with the timber industry, you don't have to post trespassing. You don't have to post no trespassing signs anymore. Uh, the onus is on the individual to know where they are. And we're talking in, on properties in some cases that haven't been surveyed since the 1850s. You know, so they don't even know where the landlines are. Uh, so yeah, you're right. I mean, it's we've got areas that are that are really you know, that, that we seem to get the most complaints out of. It's over in the Lake Charles area and west of there, uh, in that Calcasieu Parish area. Uh, Terrebonne Parish is known to be a stickler for it. Um, you know, we've got we've got areas, Little Lake, up and around what they think they call the Little Lake Hunting Club. They're known for their armed encounters up there. Uh, well, we just, we just had a video hit, what, two, about two months ago of two guys that, 
that's struck out of the water at night that were going to rescue somebody or bringing some supplies he needed, and they encountered an armed encounter on the water where a guy rammed them while armed with an AR-15 and, and actually was charged with kidnapping because he actually took control of their boat and uh, drug them back to the landing. So, I mean, it, it happens more than what we know about. We, we get some of the complaints. We, we, know, we got some video evidence of it taking place. But the problem is, and what this bill addresses is, like you, uh, you know, I heard you going into the break. You ask for people to call if they've if they've experienced this. What happens, and we're aware of many of them, is a working man gets hit with a trespassing ticket, and uh, you know, a district attorney says you can either go to trial, which means you got to get an attorney, several court appearances, which means you got to take off work, or here, you know, pay two hundred fifty dollars and plead guilty. And that's where you know that's where everybody it's. Yeah, I've got my words for it, but it's the way the justice system works, and it's not always right because it's cheaper just to buy your way out of it but take a guilty charge in the, in the process. Well, we got to wrap up here, but my solution for this has always been for the Office of State Lands to develop a comprehensive map. We've got the technology to do it. Work out every bit of land whether and, and fight it out. If it has to go to court, is it private? Is it public? Get a declaration made. Make that available to the public so at least they know where they're going. Because you're right. You're not required to post anything on your property. The person on there, it's up to them. They have some type of an authorization to be there if it's private. And then we've got some people that are claiming land is private, and it's really not. It's it's, it's public, right. and it's a mess. Uh, perhaps, you know, we've got a governor's race coming up. Maybe some of these governor's candidates will get involved in this. Uh, House Bill 4 is a good start. There is an organization that's formed that, that has been addressing this for a long time. Give the website for that organization, Darrell. That's, that's Join LASC, uh, Louisiana Sport, the initials for Louisiana Sportsman's Coalition. However, Don, if, we, if we're bumping against the clock to finish it up, the call to action on this one is both on the Louisiana Posted Paradise Web uh, uh, Facebook page and on the Louisiana Sportsman's Coalition Facebook page. We have posted links to the form letters that Representative Bacla is asking that everyone interested in this go fill out one of those form letters notifying their legislature they want, they want them voting for HB4. Got it. Daryl, in the coming weeks when the legislature's in, keep us up to date on how the progress of this bill goes. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, you you know I'll do that, Don. And, and look, if <laughs> you were you if will. you were looking for if you were looking for fog, it's on it's on Grand Isle. Now it's lightening up some <laughs> with this wind blowing. Yeah. But it's it's falling off the roof almost like it's raining. Well, be careful out there. Thanks for the update and the report on the on the bill. We appreciate it. Thank you, Don. All right, Captain Darrell Carpenter, realscreamers.com. Coming back after this, uh, we're going to go to Captain Mike Gallo, get a report on the Lake Pontchartrain, Lake Bourne, Lake Catherine, the Biloxi Marsh area. That's where he fishes, and also some of the areas around the Mystico and the Intercoastal Waterway. He has a boat and will travel to the fish. He'll help you find them, too. That's next on The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Our Born on the Bayou report with Captain Mike Gallo is presented by CETO for $199 a year. That'll get you a membership. And what that membership will do for you is, number one, give you peace of mind. Because if you break down, if you run out of fuel, if you have electrical problems and you need a jump start, whatever it takes to get you back to the dock safely, CETO will be there for you. Call Captain Chris, 504-301-4545, or one click to CTO.com, and you'll be signed up. Captain Mike Gallo joins us now. And, Mike, uh, before we get to the fishing report, how is the San Barbara honorary trip auction coming along, that trip on April 17th? Is it still open for bids? Oh, of course not. It's still open. We have a gentleman from West Texas. That has bid $1,300 to go fishing with us, and I'm pretty excited about that. But the bidding is going to stay open until the early part of April, so we've got a month to go. If anybody would like to see uh, what Don and I are talking about, you can go to my website at aaofla.com and click on Mission 22. And this is an auctioned-off trip for a good friend of ours, Sam Barbera, and we are raising money in his honor, and the proceeds will go to Mission 22 to fight the war against veteran suicide. Yep, and it should be a good trip. Uh, April 17th is the day of the trip. What's all included in the trip, Mike? How many people, and is it lodging or fish cleaning? What what goes with it? We're going to take care of cleaning fish for them. A local gentleman in the area has stepped up and said he will pay for live shrimp if we decide to use any. I will supply lodging, and the trip is for three people. Very good. And the bid is at $1,300, and if you want to sneak away and top it, uh, go to aaofla.com and look for that mission 22 trip. Well, Mike, let's talk fishing, man. Today looks like a go day. You know, we're going to have some smooth seas, got a little bit of tide movement. We had some wind early in the week, but I think the weekend's looking pretty good. You, you headed out in a little while? The weekend does look pretty good. I can't remember the last time the wind was low on the weekend. <laughs> yeah. So it's a bit rare. I don't know how much experience I've got fishing this time of year in, <laughs> in calm seas. <laughs> and water's got to be warming up, which means more active fish. I would imagine it's in the low to mid-70s right now. That's true. I had a gentleman um, send me a text message Thursday, said he was going to go out with his grandson and ask for some advice. And I told him that the water temperatures have come up quite a bit. I'm sure there's fish in the area, but they're probably scattered. And the best way to find scattered fish is with a popping cork. The local marinas have live bait. You can certainly use live shrimp under a popping cork or a Berkeley gulp or a 
a matrix shed. Um, lots of plastics will work under a cork. I like light colors this time of year, white, glow, opening night, those sort of colors. Um, but it's a stick and move time of year. We do have a fairly good tide range, so you want to look for current lines around points or where a bayou comes into a, a bay or a lake and um, fish those areas. I don't suspect any one area will have a bunch of fish, but once you find sort of a pattern, if they all seem to be in the current lines by points, then you want to hit as many points as you can, and you'll end up with a decent box of fish. Mike, you mentioned cork. Uh, it's an important tool when you're fishing. Uh, you have a favorite style or type? I like that Undertaker that, that Kenny's come out with, but there's a lot of good ones on the market. What ones do you keep on your boat? There are a lot of good corks, and Kenny certainly makes a very good cork. He's, he's certainly an experienced fisherman, knows what to do out there. I, I like the Four Horsemen style cork. I find them very durable and easy to make a fair amount of noise. So when you have young anglers or maybe women doesn't have the strength of a of a man to pop that cork hard, I feel like the the uh, four horsemen style corks are very easy to make the right type of sound you need to attract the fish. Any particular color? I don't think color is that important. Um, if you can see it, a lot of times uh, those those four horsemen style corks are really durable. I've got some of them that are a couple of years old, and the orange has completely worn off, and they're white styrofoam color. And I got senior customers that say they can see that better than the orange or the green. Don't you love it when Maybe the fish hits? See. Don't you love it when the fish blows up on the cork? When you pop it, and all of a sudden a big red comes out and tries to inhale the cork. That's when you wish you had a hook on the cork. <laughs> well, that, that's certainly a good sign of aggression. And whenever that happens, that's what I you know, tell my customers. They're aggressive. Just give them a second to find what you're feeding them instead of that cork. All right, this is Captain Mike Gallo, and uh, you got the trip going. If you want to get information, aaofla.com is his website. You can also find a connection from my site to him. And, Mike, if they want to give you a call and talk about any of this stuff, give them that phone number. Sure, Don. The number is 985-781-7811. And where, we'll might be- you be, where might you be seen today? Oh, you'll probably find me up and down the intercoastal or the Mystic Yep, good wintertime spots. Thanks for the report, Captain Mike, and uh, keep us updated on the trip auction. Sounds good, Don. We'll talk to you next week. All righty. Captain Mike Gallo, born on the bayou. Coming up next, if you like to paddle or pedal for your fish, Brendan Bayard's the guy that keeps us up to date on what's happening in the paddler's world. It's called our Paddler's Report, and it's next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Hey, you can exercise while you catch fish. Our paddlers report with the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club is presented by Massey's Outfitters. You're going to find them in Baton Rouge, in Covington, and also in the mid-city of New Orleans. They do all kinds of stuff. They've got free demo days. Check those out on their website at MasseyOutfitters.com where you can ride and try before you buy. And they're also a major sponsor of Boats on the Bayou in the New Orleans City Park Big Bass Rodeo. Check them out on Facebook. That's Massey's, M-A-S-S-E-Y. Brendan Bayard joins us now for the fishing report. And, Brendan, water's warming up. Wind's down today. Might be a nice day for for a little stroking on the bayou, huh? Yeah, I think it's a great day, Don. Just bring some uh, bug repellent, and the fish should be biting today. Uh, pretty good weather for uh, February. Uh, have you been fishing mainly reds, or are you starting to find a few trout starting to pick up? Now? Yeah, I've been, uh, been catching reds, uh, and actually been catching some flounder, too. I think they're starting to come back in. Uh, just, you know, for whatever reason, we're uh, having a nice uh, year with flounder uh, this last fall. And, uh, you know, I think after BP, these flounder populations are finally starting to catch back up. And uh, this time of year, they're starting to come back in from their breeding off offshore, if you will. And then uh, you can find them, you know, if you're fishing some of those those bayous in the, uh, you know, Thunder Bayou area or in Leeville, you'll start to see them trickle in if you're fishing the banks of those bayous. And, you know, you might catch one or two a trip when you're not even trying to target them. So uh, that's always a fun little bycatch. I always like to bring flounder home and cook them. And, uh, you know, uh, just hunting uh, with your popping cork, uh, covering a lot of land this time uh, of year, you know, kind of uh, they're not going to be all ganged up in one area. You just kind of hit a point, move to the next little cut, and uh, you just keep moving. But that's really easy to do in a kayak, especially if you have a pedal drive. And you can put a nice box of fish together after a full day of fishing. You know, Brendan, we had that short flounder closure during the peak spawning period at the end of last year. I can't imagine that in one year doing that has made a difference. But flounder, as you say, are showing up like they haven't in quite a few years. So maybe it didn't take long for it to start working. Yeah, or or it uh, it was happening on its own just from the natural cycles of you know recovery because you know for whatever reason nobody knew where they were at so maybe they were somewhere off having a party making more flounder for us <laughs> and uh, <laughs> by the time we did something it didn't really matter too much but uh, you know I understand the thought behind it and so I'm always for any conservation uh, you know trials to see if that makes a difference so uh hopefully that that makes a great uh difference for us and we can catch flounder for generations to come uh brendan this time of year if you're not fishing with a uh, live bait what what uh artificials would you recommend i like to throw uh you know the small mirrodines or the uh the small voodoo under a popping cork a popping cork's a great search bait this time of year uh, the mirrodine is just a great, uh, you know, match the hatch size. You'll see a lot of small pogey in the marsh this time of year. Uh, you'll see a lot of small shrimp uh, coming in, you know, shortly. 
it's uh, just a lot of small bait fish out there right now. I don't want to throw anything too, too big right now. The water's, you know, still a little bit colder. A lot of times this week's an ex- exception, uh, but, you know, smaller match the hatch, uh, any kind of small bait, uh, small plastics. And, uh, you know, it's always nice to throw something smaller and you have a chance to catch one of those flounder too, because, uh, you know, you don't want to catch, throw a too big of a bait and catch those. But uh, live shrimp, if you can find them, works great. But uh, I've been throwing small voodoo and a a mirror dine doing great. Sounds good. Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club's next event, April 15th. If somebody wants to compete and fish and make a contribution to the Brendan Bayard Fishing Fund, how do they sign up? And what's the tournament? (laughs) I don't know about that. but uh, I don't know. Based on your last performance, you took the big check home. Yeah, yeah. Every once in a while, I'll get lucky. So uh, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of talented guys out there, and we're going to Pl- uh, Plaquemines Pair. No, sorry, Saint Bernard Parish to do a uh, five trout stringer uh, slam t- uh, trout tournament, uh, the Trout Challenge in uh, April. That's a little ways off, but uh, you know, a lot of times those areas over there in Reggio are holding really big trout this time of year. Uh, it might be by the time that rolls around, we might have, you know, the Mr. Go or Shell Beach holding some really nice trout. And they are letting you fish the bridges this year. So anything goes when that happens. If it's a good year for the, you know, the trout in Lake Pontchartrain or uh, over there in Lake Bourne, you could see some massive stringers come out of those areas. So uh, really looking forward to fishing that one. I um, also want to mention that uh, March. 11th we have a hobie bass open event which is kind of a national touring series event that is going to be up in shreveport on lake caddo that's if you're kind of like a semi-pro and you want to spend uh, a considerable entry fee it's uh 295 dollars to compete with all the best bass fishermen in the country for really big prizes those guys win checks of ten thousand dollars on these tournaments uh it's a really big event, it's a really pro series style event, two days, five bass catch photo and release format up there. And uh, there's a championship at the end of the year, and it's really where the sport has been headed in the last few years with uh, some really big sponsors coming in and some really big cash and prizes coming in and a lot of notoriety and, and kind of uh, glory, if you will, on this tournament series. Are you going to be fishing that one, Brendan? Uh, I I have a prior commitment that weekend, but uh, I'd love to fish one of those this, uh, you know, one of these years. It just hasn't worked out for me. Uh, I really like bass fishing, and I really like bass tournaments, but uh, it's going to be a great event if, you know, I have several friends to go fish those, and some of them have done really well even out of state where they've, uh, you know, done really well catching some uh, nice stringers. Tennessee, Georgia, Florida, we have some great stops around here. Yeah, it's kind of styled after the Bassmaster Classic. It's kind of heading that way, and uh, it's a great event. Uh, Next time when you come on, maybe you can give us a little report on Lake Caddo, what you know about that lake. Will do. All right. Brendan, thanks so much for the report. We appreciate it. We'll catch up with you next time. All right. Thanks, Don. Take care. All right. Brendan Bayard, one of our field reporters. All right. Coming back after this. It's bad boy and bad girl time. St. Mary Parish. Uh, I don't know about this one. Hunter harassment discovered by a trail camera. Back to tell you the story right after this 
Time out on the outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Got a few texts here. A Silver Hill guy in Alabama says, in Alabama, you don't own the right to tidal water. Well, Silver Hill guy, in most states it's like that. But Louisiana, it's controversial. And we got a text in from my buddy Blaine Salter from Salton's Jigging Poles. He says he's got a few reports, and they're hosting a soccer lay tournament at Bayside Marine in Pierpart. J6 Jigs and Glenn's Automotive Soccer Lay Showdown number one. There'll be food and drinks at the 3 o'clock weigh-in today. Again, that's at Bayside Marina in Pierre Park. And we, someone wants to give a shout-out to Tyler Rivette of Raceland. He won his first Elite Series this past weekend in Loco Okeechobee in Florida. Congratulations, Tyler. All right, when we come back from this quick station identification pause, uh, some kind of unsavory characters on our bad boy story. It's next, right after we let our local stations tell you who they are and where they are along the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. On December 14th, Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fishery Agent Sergeant Jake Darden and Corporal Stephen Jackson got a complaint about a hunter that got into a verbal altercation on his lease where he was threatened that his personal belongings would be damaged if they were not removed. The hunter later returned to his lease and found his deer stand valued at over $3,000 shot multiple times. Upon further investigation, the agents discovered multiple photographs from the hunter's game camera, showing the none-too-smart Michael Vincent, Merrill Jacob, and one Lacey Broussard, a real lady, making obscene gestures on his camera. The agents also recovered 9mm casings and a 9mm projectile from the deer stand. On February 18th, the agents made contact with the trio, and they admitted to urinating in the hunter's feed pile. Lacey Broussard also admitted to shooting the deer stand with her 9mm. Agents seized the pistol and booked her into the St. Mary Parish Jail. The three were cited for harassment of people lawfully hunting. Ms. Broussard was also arrested for criminal damage to property greater than $1,000 and hunting without a basic license, for which, having confessed to, she could share a fine of $750 with 44-year-old Michael Vincent and 65-year-old Merrill Jacob, plus another $1,000 and a possible two years in jail for 43-year-old Lacey Broussard. The whole gang is from Franklin, Louisiana, our bad boys and girl of the outdoors. Well, I tell you, these bad girls, uh, I can remember over the years, never used to be many. I guess because there's more of them in the outdoors, they're going to be more of them on this bad boy and girl segment. All right, uh, yeah, unsavory people. And, you know, here we go, caught on a camera. They got a trail camera and doing all this stuff, and the camera nailed them. Not too bright. All right, when we come back after this, let's talk to Ryan Lambert. He is the star of this week's Bayou Wild episode called A Ducky Day in Buris, where he's had many. We'll find out what he's doing. I think he's fishing today. We'll find out right after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. That's what we call Captain Ryan Lambert. You can see what he looks like, as Justin put it, if you tune in this week's Bayou Wild TV episode called A Ducky Day in Buras. That was a, a ducky kind of day, wasn't it? It sure was, buddy. It sure was. I'm missing them ducky days. <laughs> there was a lot of good information between you and uh, Big John Fitz on the, the calling techniques and 
you know, how he makes those calls and identification of waterfowl. You know, we, we take that for granted because we've been out in the marsh for so many years. You, you get to see so many birds, but you got to feel for young new hunters that go out there on their own. And, you know, it's it's hard to identify ducks when you, you know, first get started. Well, it really is. People ask me all the time, how do you, how do you can see them that far? How do you know what they are that far? You know, there's so many different things with the wing beats and the, the shape of the duck and, you know, every duck has its own call. You know, I, I was laying up in, in Canada one time. There's about six of us laying across in, in the, the lay-down blinds. A guy from California said, dude, the ducks really make all those noises? <laughs> I said, yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah, they do. Well, yeah. you know, we got to get uh, we got to get Sarah to whip up that uh, duck breast in the hunter's uh, wine sauce for us now. Well, she did a job on that. She cooked a couple of wood ducks, her and Martha in the feature, and it really looks good. Yeah, she's something. She's something. Uh, I'll probably uh, be with her this week. Uh, they come in, her family's in town, and we'll probably come try to do some fly fishing or just go catch some bulls or something while her sister's in town. Yeah, well, you know, we got some decent weather right now. How's this warm-up affecting things down there? Uh, it, it made fog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that and gnats too. Yeah, plenty of gnats and plenty of fog. But the, the gnats hadn't been so bad because it's been enough wind to keep them off. But the fog, you know, with that river so cold and that and that warm air temperature, and next thing you know, that dew point gets together and you got fog in that river. Yesterday, today, all night, last night. It's not so bad on land, but you know, every, I got ten boats out today. I think it's eight or ten. And uh, yeah, it's gonna be foggy, but it's all right. They're catching heck out the redfish, you know, sheepheads, black drum, that kind of stuff. Not a lot of trout. That's kind of an even thing right now for us. You know, a lot of enough. a lot of reports I'm getting uh, they're picking up quite a few flounder, um, but doesn't seem like they're being caught around Plaquemines Parish, particularly on the lower well, we, end. When the river got low, we it was crazy. I mean, we had flounders everywhere. And look, we had that flounders. The river's been high for 10 years. Mm. And it just drove the flounders out and away. But, boy, when that river went down, golly, they spanking the flounders. In fact, we, we hadn't been keeping them because of the lack of flounders. But, you know, it, it just it never ceases to amaze me. When that river goes down, the, how the fish come up in it. Look, this November in the river, oh, my gosh, it was nothing to go catch a limited trout. Any time of day you could go out there and catch a limited trout. You know, we've been struggling with trout for all these years. That river goes down, they're in the river, in the river. I mean, it's just fish move, and, and they move so much that I just don't think people, we don't have a grasp on, on what fish do yet. Well, you know, the redfish are constant down there in Southwest Pass, and it's because there's so much food coming out of the river, and they've got a high yeah. tolerance for low salinity. But you raise that salinity, and that bait is still there. It's dinner bell for the trout. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, there's, and there's even more bait because when the river starts going down, when it hits about 7, everything starts coming toward the river. So right now it's it's about 10 and it, it's we don't have these big rises coming, you know, which is good. We might have another great year. You know, it might go back to normal. You know, that's that's normal. All this seventeen foot river for months at a time, that's that's abnormal. So hopefully we'll go back to normal and, and we'll get back to heaven you know, where we can predict it really easy. Because I'd like to have a great April on them big trout. 
Yeah, it's been a while. What was that bait you used to sight fish to trout with? Are you still doing that? You had them up in your attic hidden away because I think they went uh, out hey, of production. Hey, don't be telling people. That would be people <laughs> robbing my house and stuff. It was a slimy slug, a Mr. Twister That's slimy it. slug. And Mr. I got crates of them. Because <laughs> I tell you what, the, the long one, that, that six-inch one, when, yeah. when those fish, yeah. oh, my God. They, they, they hit that bait so hard and jerk your arms off. <laughs> what was that guy's name that used to rep them and would come down there and fish with us? What was his name? Uh, well, there, there was quite a few. You know, Chuck Bird used to be in there, and Daryl Laurent took that over. Daryl Laurent, uh, that's who I'm thinking of, yeah. Yeah. And before that, it was uh, Terry, but it it was a great relationship for a long, long time. You know, it's, it's it's good to have relationships with all those companies. You know, those people come down and fish. It's good to have the number one fishery in North America, too, huh? Yeah. Well, you know, he came down there, and they kind of discovered Mr. Twister's were appropriate for saltwater fishing because for years and years, Mr. Twister was nothing but a freshwater company. But, you know, the you baits can go that, both that, ways. That, the fin shed. When I started using the right. fin shed back in Yellowcon and all, Oh, my word. They, they said, really? I said, yeah, really. <laughs> I still have some of those, by the way. I have a few million of them. A few million. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's so like much. a fine wine in a cabinet. Huh? You just kinda I got so much bait. It. It's just it's mind-boggling. You can't even really get my room for the rods and reels and baits and stacks of boxes. And yeah, I got that. But I'm not as, I don't have as much as you. But I got a little warehouse full of that stuff. I'll never, I'll never be able to use them all in my lifetime, that's for sure. No, you know what I do? You know, my, my pond in my yard is really coming alive. The soccer are like crazy right now. We're catching the heck out of them. And I saw one guy have a four and one guy have a five-pound bass. And, you know, that's pretty good for a two-year-old pond. And uh, I give those to kids, all those rods and reels and baits and stuff. And those kids come along, man, I'd ease down there by them and, and, you know, teach them a little bit and give them some baits. Well, they really appreciate that. Yeah. I got one little guy that comes around and uh, he knows what he's taking. You know, he, he, he gets the good stuff when he comes to my place, you know. So he leaves with a little pack of it. I got a anyway. pair of wood ducks nesting in the yard, too, so it's a – and I'm up to six limpkins every day now, <laughs> from, from zero in my lifetime to six in my – and look, they eating clams as well, not just not just the snails. I mean, the whole bank is littered with these little clam shells. They mm-hmm. just get them and pop them open. Yeah. It's amazing. They're little eating they machines. My wood ducks finally came back, too, after – Several months hiatus. I don't know where they've been, but a couple of them popped in this week, and I'm hoping the rest of them will show up and take advantage of the nest boxes. Wonderful yeah, thing to be able to watch wildlife in your yard, huh? Yep. Next full moon, Miss Carmen's ducks will come back, and she'll be happy too. So she loves watching the ducks and feeding them every day, and so we do. So we'll go get in the boat and go go catch us some fish. All right. Well, good luck out there. Give them that telephone number. Cajun Fishing Adventures is the website, but if they want to call you, they can reach you. Yeah, they call direct anytime, 504-559-5111, and we'll get it done. All right, my friend. We'll see you next time. All right, Don. See you, buddy. All right, that's Captain Ryan Lambert. When we come back after this, uh, we're going to check in with Mitch. I think we found Mitch Juricic. Uh, he's been on a mission this morning. We'll see if we can catch up with him and find out what's going on around the Delta Marina. Back with Mitch right after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. 
And we have tracked down Mitch Jurisich, and we have found him. Uh, these guys, these uh, professional guides and marina operators, uh, this is their busy, busy time of the week, a Saturday morning. Most people are kind of relaxing or taking their time going to the boat launch. But these guys, this is the peak. It's the rush hour, and it, we really appreciate them taking a few minutes to kind of update us on what's going on. Mitch, what's happening around the Delta Marina this weekend? It's actually a little slow in the mornings, Don, but I tell you what, now, from now on, now till about 9 o'clock, we're going to get a bunch of people come in. People kind of, you know, in the winter months and early spring, they kind of get started a little bit later, plus the fog this morning. I mean, it was just horrendous early, and now it's finally lifted, you know, on the bay side and all. The river's still pretty socked in, but at least on the bay side of things, if you launch and head out of Empire going towards the west and south, you yeah. You're pretty good now, you know, but it was uh, – I couldn't find my phone this morning. It was so foggy. So. <laughs> <laughs> that is foggy. That is foggy when yeah, you that, can't find nah, your that's phone. It. <laughs> but, uh, but, no, it's uh, – you know, it's been steady this morning, uh, not not super packed. But the guides usually get started, right? They, they're fixing to show up now, too, as well, you know. The tide's kind of low in the morning. We have to let it come mm-hmm. up a little bit and uh, – but, you know, as you heard earlier, the redfish, the redfish have been really good. They've kind of, you know, they kind of set the stage for most of the catch now. Redfish, sheephead, a few black drum. But we do have some catches of trout popping up. You know, we got some of our trout gurus that leave out of here. And, and they just have those secret holes where they go. And for the average guy, they're not catching many. But sometimes they're coming in with, you know, between 6 and 10 trout. And a couple of them running in the 20 to 22 inch range, so that's that's pretty good. But that is nice trout, right? Right. They're fishing them around the old camp pollens where the camps used to be, and you know you catch two or three here, then you have to move. You know how you know how those big trout kind of hang out. And uh, but it's good. I think uh, you know I think this warm weekend. I think as the weather, you know, the wind stays down, and you know today and tomorrow, I think we might see some. We might see a few more of those trout show up. You know. Well, Mitch, uh, over on the east side, we were talking to Robbie, and he said this week was kind of one of those times when all they wanted was the live shrimp. Are you fortunate enough to have some swimming around in your tank this morning? Oh, we, we stay loaded up. Uh, we've been very, very fortunate all winter. You know, very few days that we ran out and we didn't have any. But well, we've been very fortunate. The shrimp, after that big, hard, cold front, they kind of left out and got on the beach. But my guys were able to find them on the beach. But since then, they've moved back inshore and, and they're keeping us fully stocked. You know, good live live shrimp. I have some, you know, a lot of dead dead shrimp and everything else as well. I've been buying from a, a local guy now that, that freezes the bait for us. And, I mean, it's some beautiful bait. It's plate frozen stuff. And when you thaw it out, it's not IQF. It just comes out just like it was freshly caught. Louisiana, one of the few places where if you don't catch any fish, you take the bait home and eat it, huh? <laughs> exactly right. Exactly <laughs> right. Now, Don, I'm sitting out here. Looking at my turkey, I made it back home for a little while. My turkey's been over here just cutting up this morning. I think it's starting to feel that spring coming up, and and it's like wow, I got a pet turkey in my pen, and it's kind of giving me that itch. You know what we're talking about? Oh yeah, we've been hearing some gobbles up on our lease, and we've seen a lot of birds on camera. I just wish that season would open earlier here in Louisiana. When's it open over there in Mississippi? And we're in Alabama. It's Alabama, just, uh, I'm March, sorry. Not till March 25th, and I'm getting so many pictures of swinging beard gobblers right now. I mean, they're wearing that beard out on the ground. So they're <laughs> going to be two inches shorter by the time the season <laughs> opens. <laughs> oh, well. 
Uh, we don't open till April 1 over here, which, uh, you know, sometimes right. it's almost over by then. But Alabama, they, they, they're active a little bit later, but I'm sure you can do some good scouting, anybody that wants to head out there and take part in the turkey hunt. Well, hope you got some good oysters down there at the Ponderosa. This is a good time we, of year for oysters, huh? We, yeah, we're getting almost on that verge where they start getting in spawning mode, so, you know, which will make them better charbroiled and cooked. But, uh, but right now they're still prime and, and they're doing, you know, we're doing very well with those. They, they hold it on. And we have some really big bald shrimp along with bald crawfish just to Lent season now. So we try to add a few more things to our menu. And, yeah, and it's right. been doing well, but the oysters are prime. Yeah, we all got a sacrifice doing Lent. Thanks for the update, Mitch. We appreciate it. And uh, take care. Stay out the fog. And we'll see you next time. All right, Don. Great talking with you. Talk to you next time. All right, Mitch Jurisic, he is at the Delta Marina. Go stop in and see him and have a good meal at the Ponderosa upstairs. All right, that's going to wrap it up. We'll see you again next week. Two-hour journey into the great outdoors to start off your weekend. Hope you'll spend it with us. Have a great weekend. Be safe. And we'll be back with the outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.